we can make a difference is by serving people. You saw the delight in some of the mothers this morning. A simple thing, uh, you know, arranging a little tea party. And uh, some of those mums will go home absolutely chuffed to bits. Uh, it's so simple, isn't it? Uh, we can serve one another and make a difference in people's life by doing the simplest little things. We can brighten people's day. Uh, but it's somehow it's better if we serve together. Uh, we're not meant to go alone. And uh, this is the first point. We're family. Uh, you and I, we're family. Uh, we belong to the family of God. Um, you might have a great family. You might be married, you might be single, uh, you might live in a big family, you might live on your own. But the great thing about being part of, of God's family is we've got lots of brothers and sisters and mums and dads and grandparents and, and grandkids and we are all one family together. And the idea is that we can serve one another better together. Uh, we work together as partners who belong to God. We work to- together as partners who belong to God. It's just more fun, isn't it, doing things together than it is on our own. Um, and when we're serving, that's the point. It's more enjoyable when we serve together than it is when we serve alone. Uh, some of you will know what it's like to serve alone. You've been the one that's been left with all the pots and pans in the kitchen. And it's not much fun. Uh, but as if there's a group of you, you get the banter going and uh, it makes the task uh, a lot more fun and a lot more easier. And uh, the second thing we want to say is that we need each other. We need each other. The first week we did this, but just turn to the person next to you and say, I need you. And then say it back. Just say it to the person next to you. And if there's somebody sat on your own, make sure that they get a, I need you as well. Because... Uh, we need each other. We all have weeks. We all we all have weaknesses. We all have strengths. Uh, the the Bible compares the church to a, a body. It says each of us finds our meaning and function as part of Christ's body. But as a chopped off finger or a cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? Uh, some of you know what it feels like to be a chopped off finger or a chopped off toe to be isolated from the rest of the body, and uh, it can be quite painful, can't it? Uh, Some of you might have had a chopped off finger and a chopped off toe. That, I imagine, is even more painful. But we feel that pain of separation, don't we? When we're separated from the body, when we're isolated. And there's something great about being uh, part of the body of Christ. So, uh, the third thing in this first little section is we get more done together. We get more done uh, we can do more. Do you remember uh, the first week when we got the kids to move those bricks and we started off just with Zach trying to do it on his own and then we got loads of people and the job was done in, in no time. Uh, two are better off than one because together they can work more effectively. You know, when we're clearing the chairs after the church, if, if just one person does it, it's hard work. But if a group of people do it, it's quite easy and the job gets done. We can get more done together than we can on our own. And yet so often... What happens is we, we furrow away on our own, don't we? And one of the part, one of the, the, the purposes of doing this 40 days of community is to try and get a sense of community in that we're working together uh, within the church, but also outside of the church walls. Uh, we want to make an impact uh, together. The one who plants and the one who waters work as a team with the same purpose. Uh, 
the Bible often compares serving together in teamwork in the terms of gardening, the idea that one plants and uh, somebody else waters, but with that same purpose uh, to fulfill the same work. Different people uh, do different things. You've probably got, you know, uh, fond memories of being in a team. Anybody ever been in a team? Anybody been part of a team? Yeah? What sort of teams have you been part of? Uh, this was a five-a-side team that I was, uh, that I was part of. Uh, not that many years ago, actually. You might, you might be surprised. Uh, but when I see that picture, great memories of, of, uh, of being together. This was a holiday club team. Uh, some of you have been in, in holiday clubs teams. Uh, there's something great, isn't it, about serving together. What sort of teams have you been involved in? What sort of teams? Anybody? A quiz team, somebody say? Yeah, quiz team, yeah, yeah, yeah. A darts team, there we go, a darts team. Anybody else been part of a team, yeah? A wrestling, a wrestling team, you were, you were tag wrestling. No, but you were part of a team, you were part of a team. We did a bit of tag preaching the other, a few weeks ago, I don't really remember that. But there's something interesting, isn't there, and something about being part of a team uh, that kind of... You remember the occasion and the event, don't you? I can remember really well when I was at college. Uh, I went out on two different teams uh, to do ministry. Uh, one was in Spalding. We went and did a mission for a week. And I've got great memories of that, working together as a team. Uh, another time we went off to, uh, to Russia, uh, a team of about 20 of us, uh, to Moscow. And, and we spent 10 days there working in a, in a team. And it, it's much, you do get more done, but it's also, uh, there's, there's loads of things about being part of a team uh, that are worthwhile and, and help us. So, uh, being part of a team. So, what does it take to be part of a team? That's what we're thinking about this morning. And we're going to be spelling out the word uh, team. And uh, we're going to be looking at, uh, at what it means to be part of a team. And the first thing, if you're going to be part of a team, is you need trust. You need to trust uh, the other members of the team. It's the emotional glue that binds people together. You can't have a team that works well without trust. If you don't trust the other people uh, who are in the team, then the team's not going to get anywhere. Without trust, we have no teamwork. And so the T in team stands for trust. And uh, when you study the Bible, you find that Jesus and Paul, uh, they always served in teams. They never went anywhere alone. They gathered teams around them and they built up uh, trust within those teams. They learned to trust one another so that they could work together. Uh, Paul says to Timothy, Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to your care. Teamwork starts when we trust each other. Now, what am I saying here? In order to build a team, you've got to trust people with some responsibility. Uh, Sometimes the reason why we do do things on our own is we don't trust other people to get the job done. Uh, and so we end up doing it ourselves because we think, if I give the job to somebody else, they won't do it as well as I can do it. I don't trust that person, so I'll do the job. But the problem is, I can't do everything, so lots of things don't get done, simply because we don't release um, other people. But it's partly because we don't trust them. And so we have to learn to be able uh, to trust one another. You know, in every small group, lots of you are parts of a small group, uh, there are hidden talents that as we get to know each other, come out. Would you agree with that? The people in your small group that have got all sorts of hidden talents that have never been used. 
Because that person has, has kept quiet. They probably don't feel that they're very good at what it is they can do. And one of the things about this 40 Days of Community is we want to learn to trust one another and encourage one another with the gifts and abilities that God has given us so that we can serve together as a team. And uh, we do need to learn to trust. Uh, in Proverbs 20, verse 6, it says, Many people claim to be loyal, but it's hard to find a trustworthy person. Interesting, written thousands of years ago and yet still to today. And uh, this morning, I'm not really talking about finding trustworthy people. I'm asking the question, how can you and I be trustworthy? How can you and I be people that people can put their trust in? And so we can work together as a team. Well, if we're going to trust people, first of all, uh, it's, there's something about being consistent. Uh, we need to be reliable. We need to be, uh, you know, some people are always jumping from one thing to another and uh, there's no consistency. And uh, it's very hard then to put your trust in that person because they might be here one week and not the next week. Uh, they might say one thing one week and say something else uh, the next week. Uh, we need to be consistent. Uh, if we want to serve God, <clears throat> uh, we need to be uh, consistent. Uh, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. Uh, we start, that's how trust develops, isn't it? We start trusting people with little things. And when we, when we find out, yeah, they can be trusted with that, uh, we go on to giving them bigger jobs to do. And so that uh, people develop and grow and uh, they learn uh, to trust uh, one another. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of a guy called Cliff Barrows. Anybody heard of Cliff Barrows? One, one person. One or two, one or two. Cliff Barrows. Well, he, he works with Billy Graham. Works with Billy Graham. And uh, he tells a story how he met Billy Graham for the first time. He said, I was, I was only 21 years old and uh, Billy Graham was about 23. And he said he was in California and he heard about this young speaker coming to town, some preacher. And he said to his friends, let's go and, and let's hear this guy. And he went along. And that night, the person who was supposed to lead the music, the song leader, didn't show up. And somebody volunteered, Cliff Burrows, and said, well, he can, he can do it. So that night, as a total substitute, he was a faithful in the little thing of life. He said, sure, uh, I'll give it a go. And he got up to lead the music that night. Um, he's been with uh, Billy Graham for over 60 years now. Um, but it started with that little thing uh, where he was trusted with a small thing and he's gone on uh, to do fantastic things for God. But it started with trusting somebody with a, a little thing. Second thing in trust is, is being confidential. Being confidential. Being able to be trusted uh, with a secret. Tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. A little bird told me that. Are we the sort of people that people can trust with a secret? Are people going to come and share what's real to them and, and what's personal to them in the confidence that you're not going to go running around and telling other people? In the small groups, confidentiality is essential for that small group to grow. People need to have the trust in the group that they can share personal details, uh, agonies, trials, temptations, in the knowledge that this group uh, will keep it within the group. 
You know that saying, don't you? What, stay, what, what, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Uh, you might have seen the movie. Uh, you know, but what happens in the small group and what's said in the small group should stay in the small group because you share your life and your heartaches with people that you trust. And you can only do that with a group of people that you've learned to trust. And uh, that doesn't happen overnight. Uh, but it's so important. Um, a gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy man keeps a secret. Uh, people have to know that they can trust us. Otherwise, they won't come to us. Uh, they won't share things that are really important if they think that that's not, gonna, that's not a safe place to share that. Of course, today, there's, uh, there's all sorts of ways in which uh, people can gossip, you know, uh, email and Facebook and, you know, people put things on and they spread around so quickly. And it is so difficult, isn't it? And we've got to make sure uh, that this confidentiality it's such an important thing if we're going to uh, make teams that really are uh, able to work together. What's the third thing? Being close. Uh, we gain trust by being consistent, by being confidential. And the third way is by being close. You know, people aren't going to trust you unless they get close to you. Uh, some people, uh, you know, they, they, they don't always do this, but it's like this when you try and speak to them, isn't it? It's like, it's like there's a barrier. You know, don't get too close to me. Um, don't come too close. And over time, hopefully, uh, those barriers start to go down as we learn to trust one another. Friends love through all kinds of weather and families stick together in all kinds of trouble. Uh, notice that word stick together. They stay together uh, in all kinds of trouble. Uh, we don't trust people we don't know. From a very early age, we teach our children, you know, the stranger danger. Don't trust a stranger. Don't, don't get into a stranger's car. Don't accept gifts of strangers. That message uh, is, is spelt out very clearly, isn't it? But it's the same as we grow older. You know, we're not going to trust people unless we allow people to get close to us and we get close to them. Um, and so, it takes empathy. This is the second key to building a team. This is the E in that word team, empathy. It takes not only trust, uh, but it takes empathy uh, to be part of a team. We've got to experience what other people are feeling. Um, live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic. Uh, the two things go together. Living in harmony. Uh, when we're living in harmony, we learn to be sympathetic with one another. We learn to uh, experience what each of us going through. Uh, and to do that, we need to slow down. We need to slow down. Um, if we're always rushing from one thing to another... We're not going to have time for people. And so uh, people aren't going to trust us. We're certainly not going to be able to empathise with anybody because if we don't give people our time, uh, we need to slow down. Be quick to listen and slow to speak. Be quick to listen and slow to speak. Um, the faster I move, the more details I miss. You know, if I, if, if I drive down Burnley Road East in my car, even if I stick to the 30 mile an hour speed limit, which obviously I do, um, I'm not going to see much, am I? If I ride my bike, which I haven't done for a long time down Burnley Road East, I'll see a little bit more, but I'm still going to miss a lot. But if I walk, 
uh, you see a lot more, don't you? Uh, we miss the detail because uh, sometimes we move around too quick. Sometimes we speak too quick that people know that we're not listening. Did you know that the human being can listen to about 650 words a minute, but the average human being only speaks about 150 words a minute? That leaves a 500 word per minute boredom factor. You know, uh, you know, husbands. That you know, we tell our wives we we can watch the television and listen to you at the same time. We we can do that. That's the one thing we can do in multitasking. Uh, or we can read the newspaper and we are listening. And the wives are going, no, you're not. You're not listening. Uh, be slow to speak and quick to listen. Um, we need to listen to each other. We need to slow down. And how do, how do people know whether we're empathising, whether we have slowed down? Uh, we ask questions. Uh, you know, if somebody's interested in you, they'll ask questions about you to find out about you. You know, if, if you've got a friend that you know absolutely nothing about, uh, you've been doing all the talking and you haven't been doing the listening. I know people like that who, 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 who some people I meet on a fairly regular basis and I'm sure they know absolutely nothing about me, but I could, I could write a book about them because, uh, you know, uh, it's part of my job, isn't it? I'm, I'm only half joking. But you know the sort of thing. Sometimes um, we don't find out about people because we're so wrapped up in ourselves. Uh, ask questions. A person's thoughts are like water in a deep well, but some of the, with insight can draw them out. It's only as we get to know people that we discover their gifts and abilities and we can draw out their strengths to be used as part of a team in serving God. What about the third thing? Um, show emotions. You know, if, if somebody's sharing something uh, with you, and, uh, you know, it could be very sad or it could be very happy, uh, if you're engaged and, 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 and with them, uh, there'll be some emotion expressed. Uh, some people show uh, more emotions than, than others. Some people get very excited about things and some people are quick to show their emotions and some people are slow to show their emotions. Uh, but this guy, you know what he's thinking, don't you? You know what he's feeling. And uh, some of us can empathise with him. Uh, we can empathise. We know what he's going through. Uh, but we can only know that if we know the details. If you've no idea what I'm talking about, well... You're probably better off. (laughs) Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. We've said it before, uh, but it's worth saying again. We're better at rejoicing with people than we are weeping with people. We do the rejoicing with people because it's fun and it's easy to join in. But when people are going through difficult times, if we empathise people, we've got to weep with people. And you know, you can probably all remember the last time you laughed with somebody, but when was the last time you shed tears with somebody? When was the last time you cried with somebody uh, because you so empathised with their situation that it brought you to tears? Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weeps. The A in, uh, in, in team is for accommodation. Accommodation. Be faithful, loving and Easy to get along with. Um, The A in team is for uh, accommodation. Do your part to live in peace 
with everybody as much as possible. <clears throat> Do you know what it means? Uh, uh, <clears throat> accommodation. If we're going to accommodate somebody, what do we have to do? Anybody? Make space. Make space. Thank you, Tony. Yeah. If you're going to accommodate somebody, you've got to make space for them. You know, if somebody's coming to stay in your house, you have to tidy out the spare room or make the bed. You've got to make space. And we accommodate people when we make space for them. When we... Uh, allow them into our world, into our life, into our church, into our small group. You know, in the small groups, uh, as, as we're going through this 40 days, you know, some of the small groups, we've had to accommodate new people. And it's great. Uh, but we need to make space for them, don't we? That doesn't just mean uh, getting an extra chair out and an extra cup and saucer and an extra biscuit. It means actually being open to accommodating who they are, their views, uh, their personality. Uh, we have to make space for people. We need to make room uh, so that we can uh, accommodate people if we're going to be a team. Uh, we've all, uh, you know, sometimes you, you get little uh, groups of people where you can't get into them. Um, little cliques. And it, it's natural that happens, but we, we must make sure that we are accommodating, that we're not a clique. That people, when they come into the church, but it's also into our small group, that they feel welcome and are appreciated and loved and accepted. Uh, to do this, it means we need to be uh, accommodating about each other's needs. We all have different needs. Um, each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us, asking ourselves, how can I help? How can I help? How can I help you? How can I help you? Uh, we need to uh, accommodate each other's ideas. You know, people have different ideas. And sometimes it can be a closed shop. You know, you've, you, you have a different idea and it's, it's not acceptable uh, to share that idea. It's closed down. Uh, we need to be open to people expressing ideas and not closing people down because the, the message that people get is we're not welcome because if, you don't, if you're not interested in my ideas and my views, even if they're different than yours, then I'm not really welcome and you're not really uh, accommodating me. Uh, the intelligent man is always open to new ideas. In fact, he looks for them. Are you ever in a group and someone has an idea and you think to yourself, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Has that ever happened to you? When that happens to you, it might be the stupid idea you've ever heard or... There's another possibility. It might be a new way of looking at something in a different way that you've never looked at before. To you it sounds stupid or silly, but actually it might just be a different way of looking at something and you've never looked at it that way before. Uh, are we open to different ideas and different views or are we closed? Third way we can accommodate is each other's personalities. Uh, have you noticed we're all different? Have you noticed that? that we have different personalities, uh, that God has made us differently. We're not all the same. Thank goodness for that. Uh, imagine if everyone was like me. I would think that was great, but you might, you might want to say that wouldn't be so great. Imagine if everyone was like you. You might think that was great, but the same thing. Uh, God has made us different. And we have to accommodate each other's personalities as we get to know each other. Uh, God in his kindness gave each of us different gifts. Uh, we've not all got the same gifts. 
We've all got different gifts. And one of the, the purposes of this 40 days of community is to encourage these gifts to come out. Uh, as, as we're thinking about serving this week, the hope is that in your small group, somebody might have a gift that's not being used. And that's to be encouraged and to be celebrated and to be built up. Uh, God in his kindness gave each of us different gifts. Each of you has been blessed with one of God's many wonderful gifts to be used in the services of others. You know, we can't serve God directly. We can only serve God by serving other people. We can only serve God when we serve other people. And when we serve other people, we are serving God. Um, And that's what our gifts are, are to be used for in God's service. Not for our own enjoyment, uh, not for our own benefit, but for the benefit of others. Accommodation, the fourth thing, is each other's faults. Have you noticed in your small groups that that everybody's got faults? Has, Has that one sunk in yet? That we've all got faults. I've got faults. You've got faults. My faults are obvious because I stand up here at the front. Uh, Your faults might be more hidden away, but we've all got them. And if we're going to accommodate people, we have to accept that people aren't perfect. We have to be accommodating in that, you know, people make mistakes. Uh, Sometimes people say things that are unkind. Sometimes people do things that aren't very kind. Um, We have to accommodate each other's faults. Be patient with each other, making allowances, allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Uh, We sometimes have to allow people to the the benefits of making a mistake Uh, instead of jumping on people as soon as they uh, as as they slip up. Finally, the M in uh, in our in our spelling out of team stands for mission. The M stands for mission. Uh, In our team, there has to be uh, a purpose. And the fourth thing that makes a team is mission. Teams aren't created just to exist for themselves. You know, you can have a lovely small group, uh, and you can have a lovely time, you can have tea and biscuits and a great time, uh, but if that is, there's value in that in itself, but if that is all the value, then the team isn't really uh, working as well as it should do. Teams aren't created just to exist for themselves. They have a purpose. And our shared purpose, of course, is mission. And that's why in the small groups, we're thinking about these small group projects. And next week, can I encourage you uh, to come ready to share what your small group's thinking about? So if you could identify one person in your group who, who would just share with the rest of the church. Doesn't, you don't have to say you're doing it, but just you're thinking about doing this project. So we can hear from the different groups about the different things uh, that are going on. If I can encourage you to do that in your small groups this week to nominate somebody. Uh, mission. Be of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. The small groups are working together in mission. It's challenging. It'll be stretching. Uh, six or seven people going out together and doing something. It'll be an, a, a way that we can build one another up. It can be a way that we can support one another, but it's a way that we can serve the community that we live in, uh, in one purpose and one mind. Let us not give up the habit of meeting together, but let us encourage one another. Let me just say this now. You know, we've been meeting together during these 40 days of community, and it's been great. There's been people in small groups all over the place. I would want to encourage you to continue to meet together in small groups, to, 
to continue to do that so that you get to know people even better and you can build one another up and you can build on what we've been doing here. You can build upon it. Don't give up the habit of meeting together, but encourage one another. Live in a way that brings honour to the good news of Christ, standing strong with one purpose, working together as one for the faith of the good news. We want to serve God together. Uh, We are better when we serve God together. Hopefully, in the small groups this week, uh, the challenge will be in that mission project, how can we serve God together better? Is everybody involved? Is everybody's gifts being utilised? Are we bringing out the best in one another so that we can serve God? Don't forget uh, to come next week prepared uh, to share what your group's thinking of doing. Let's just pause.